this brings up a great uh, point because I feel like we just after our last conversation on the quantum criminals episode, I feel like you personally have manifested this into reality. Uh, uh, will you be attending the Steely Dan slash Eagles tour taking yeah. place this fall in the United States? Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I kind of have to. I guess this is like it's that's for you personally. <laughs> it's really made for me. Like it, only like if they like fought at the end, I think would be the only way it could be more made for me if it ended with like a grudge match of some kind like arm wrestling mud wrestling something like that i'm very excited about it although it's not it does not seem to be coming anywhere near they're not uh, coming west where, yeah it's all like they're east, not right? coming west and so i i was and i was not able to wrap the never-ending book tour our never-ending quantum criminals book tour me and john LeBay, uh barnstorming uh from town to town uh, so far i've not been able to connect those two things but yeah i mean that's that that that's gonna be incredible like you got you know i don't know like you you got timothy b schmidt right there i guess you could bring him out you know sort of have him sing with both you know kind of go there back go. and forth the kind of people you know it's like you can have don come sing fm backing <laughs> oh, yeah, with donald fagan i mean the amount of like things that you know and 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 look the thing about you know thing about the eagles uh you know is my like a big part of my life uh just another one where it's like just so many bops and if it's not you know if it's not going to be like a great if it's going to be a true greatest hits set like you know it's going to be exciting it's going to be a great show um yeah no i'm looking i'm looking forward to it uh in in whatever form i end up encountering it um i will probably i I will probably have to travel if i'm going to do it but uh, you know uh, also though it's going to come they're going to come here i'm sure they're going to come west yeah they'll probably wait till the spring next year or something and then come through listen how the the hell are they not going to do that and don't play in los angeles like that that is uh, that that if if ever there was a show that should be taking place the hollywood bowl on a saturday night in may (laughs) that's the fucking show for real for real um so yeah like let's manifest that uh as well that they uh, make it out here so that i don't have to go to arizona wherever it is um uh i'm gonna call out dr Wu. Mm. that is one where i think that almost i love bad sneakers like i might love dr Wu more I'm, than uh, yeah i'm there with you yeah like this is the song for me on katie and really like in the entire corpus you know from beginning to end this is like tip tip top level like top five of all of them ever this is i mean man this one's it, so huge it has something in it that i connect with uh like the the seed of of asia uh the song it, like it, it just the way it sounds Kind of sounds like that record. They're definitely starting to figure out the sound of Asia on this record. I mean, th- this is this is definitely a poppier, you know, um, uh, more digestible sound than than you get with some of the you know opuses on uh, certainly the first side of Asia. But musically, and um, you know, I think even like vocally, Donald, you know, who's kind of starting to figure out what he what he can do and what works for him as a vocalist at this point, right? Because he's been doing it for two three years now. Um, yeah, I think this is absolutely telegraphing a lot of what is going to work for them so well and to such a greater extent on yeah. uh, Royal Scam a year from now and then certainly Asia a year after that. It's those jazzy chords that have that kind of like extra, they, they just give an odd like but very compelling extra layer of mood um, and you get that a lot on Asia the song and and on other points all through their career but this song definitely has some of that there's like this extra sensory perception level of a 
you know what I mean. It, it, there's just kind of like odd moods struck um, in between. There's always a weird note in the chord. You know, it's like there's the special Steely Dan chord, the mystical Steely Dan chord that they love. It's like this very weird, you know, suspended chord that somebody explained very clearly at a book event. Uh, I was I was <laughs> doing this exact same stammering explanation of it. And somebody was like, oh, it's just a fifth with a this on the thing. Right. Um, but like there is always, yeah, something weird sort of happening. And it creates this, you know, very ambiguous and strange atmosphere. This one always connects to this is very this is tropical noir to me, which is one of my favorite. All it's mm. like it feels like Florida Elmore Leonard to me and all Biscayne Bay, and baby. Biscayne Bay. And you know, it's like it feels like Thomas McGuane. It feels like those, you know, the like those kind of those kind of guys who sort of, you know, stories about guys who have kind of gone to the edge of the country maybe to die. And you know, once you've been to the keys it kind of makes sense and you sort of imagine oh what was this like when it was really lawless and like in the 70s and you know before like that's you know i feel like that's the that's the vibe and it's one of the great like steely dan love triangle songs where one of the people in the triangle is maybe drugs like maybe drugs. <laughs> it's it's usually a good guess uh you know but but yeah there's something about but it's like a weird scenario because when you really break it down and like let's really break it down like dr Wu is it it seems to be like maybe at some point dr Wu was helping this guy get over whatever he was hooked on and then dr Wu kind of fell victim to it and the guy is kind of like, what the fuck do I do now? It's like my yeah. sponsor fell off the wagon, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I like that. I, I find that to be to be an interesting story. But yeah, there's so much history between these people. Like this is, you know, this is what we were really aiming for with the book. It's like, there, it's, it's, it's that feeling. There's so much going on off camera in this song. There's so much behind mm. how they got to this point. There's a whole rock opera of katie and this guy and you know whoever katie is whatever katie is how they got here you know to this stage and this is like the this is a, a sort of a climactic moment in that in that story but you only get that that one piece of it that's right it's about the uh the, the notes you don't play we would sing that stupid song and every word we sang i knew was true what fuck you know <laughs> what fucking song <laughs> yes it's not this song it's not the song you're listening to that's it's right not one exactly. of those kinds of songs it's like it's the you know in the like it's like the the, the tenacious d thing it was exactly. it sounded nothing like this song it didn't sound it was the song that he played and p aster that's such a that's such a like where did he pull p aster out of <laughs> Yeah, I feel like they must have just at some point, like, I don't know if they still are like this, but they must have just written down words and like kind of saved them and really wanted to work them into songs. Like Figured they must out have where to wedge them in. Keepers of notebooks and everything who kind of, you know, who, who dug it up. I mean, my example is uh, the sort of extreme example is the is uh, Walter talking about uh, Balinese iktats on uh, 11 tracks of whack, which I believe you brought <laughs> up. Uh, I, I think we've actually talked through yes. that on this, this show. <laughs> we've done some whack talk. <laughs> But like, yeah, like what even like it's a it, it's a it's a currency. It's a right. Right. Like a, it, it seems like it's a coin that was maybe used like in like French occupied Morocco and Egypt and stuff like that. It, it, and it comes from an Italian word that means, you know, a tenth of a cent or something like it's a very archaic. I, I haven't heard it in any other context ever besides this one fucking song. Right, because it's like, yeah, the Wikipedia says it's like it was how they describe like pesos at, at some point. Like, right. it's, it's just great. It's what, like, sorry, sorry which it, word is this? this Piaster. When I spent the last piaster, I could borrow. 
piaster. Because that's such a fragrant kind of word, right? Fragrant. So like that, that kind well, of. Well, Doctor Wu Chinese? Such... Is that also an aspect here? Hey, I'm not. I'm not making any stereotype. It's a Chinese name. <laughs> it's a Chinese name, but who knows? And he was a real guy, right? There was a real Doctor Wu. Supposedly, there was like a real. There was a real Doctor Wu at some point, but I think like that's been disproved. Like it's not. It's like sort of. It's a coincidence, but like. Yeah, it's, it was it was weird. When we were in Chicago, I was uh, for, stayed in Chinatown because NASCAR was in town, and so like the best rate that you could get was kind of like far from from everything. Uh, Chicago's <laughs> Chinatown, very cool. I liked it a lot. I would stay there again, but I stayed across the street from a women's health clinic uh, run by. It was a it was like literally like Doctor Wu women's well, health well, practitioner. Wow, <laughs> I yeah. The universe is speaking to you. <laughs> I like made joke. I made a joke about, I don't know about this guy. Like I'm not sure if I'm going to Dr. Wu for that. And then like, somebody was like, actually, I know a couple of different people who've gone to Dr. Wu for like, uh, you know, something like he's very good. Um, so shout out to uh, the, the real Dr. Wu in, in Chicago. Who's of Chicago, Illinois, Dr. Wu. Is, is doing this a good a, job. Is this a song? Have you done all you can do for your reproductive health? Yeah. Hi, Dr. <laughs> is it possible that the song is sort of about a guy who, uh, is disappointed that Dr. Wu is not a fuck up anymore. I've always thought of Wu, Dr. Wu here in my own reading as like not a dot, like his dealer, basically. And and eventually this guy mm. ends up starting to get high on his own supply, right? Are you with me, Dr. Wu? Are you really just a shadow of the man I once knew? She's lovely. Yes, she's sly. And you're an ordinary guy. Has she finally got to you? Have you finally started sticking the spike in your vein and you're fading? Are you with me, doctor? Uh, right? Can you hear me, doctor? At the end, like he's he's kind of fading out into the ether at this point. Right. This he's this like a Dr. Is, Hunter uh, S. Thompson Dr. Right. Johnny Fever kind exactly. of 70s doctor guy, Dr. Teeth. In in a sense, this is uh, Steely Dan's Someone Great by LCD Sound System. Sure. Yes. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Um, that's fine. It's not really that. But it's, it, it's, it's weird because it's another, it's like, you know, I, I think of the Steely Dan story as being very much about platonic romance and platonic friendship. Brotherly love. Stuff like that. Brotherly love and the kind of the curdling of brotherly love. And this sort of a predictor of Gaucho the song, at least your interpretation of it, right? I think so. I think so. I think so. I'm always, I'm always hearing the, you know, the, the art as being about the art. So it's, you know, it's a weakness that I have. But but I you think like that. Getting there. Gaucho is is a, is about a a usurper of a male friendship. I think it's about no. I mean, I think that there's something in Gaucho about there is a metaphorized thing in Gaucho happening about uh, Donald and Walter, kind of their estrangement and something getting in the way oh. for them. And I think for them, the something in the way was 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 you know uh, Walter's uh, drug abuse. But you know, in the song, it's like uh, it's a weird scenario where this guy's like. It, I, I think it, the song almost it seems pretty clearly to be about like a gay relationship that is disrupted by the arrival of a third person and one guy is into it and the other guy's like, you got to get this guy out of here. I can't, <laughs> I'm not going there. Um, yeah, that's but- what I sort of, that's how I always has, have heard it literally. But then my kind of, you know, metaphorical thing is that it's, it's Donald singing to Walter, which is the thing that is, you know, probably the, the most uh, actionable thing that if I ever meet Donald Fagan, he'd be like, you're a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like he'll correct for me. You're also doing the Lord's work by giving a compelling read to a song that seems to beg for one. So, uh, you know, who cares what yeah, I mean, ever actually since, thinks. 
ever since uh, you know that I, I, that interpretation was off, I can't hear that song any other way at this point. And just like really kind of like it, it's a heartbreaker. Uh, you know, it, it was always kind of a fun like moment of levity at the middle of Gaucho for me, especially coming after like Glamour Profession and before we get to Time Out of Mind. But now it's like it's the emotional crux of that entire album. It's uh, it's it's wild. It's so beautiful and so absurd and so ridiculous. And yeah, it, you know. The setting being that, you know, the only Steely Dan could write a, a moving song that is set in a made up sports arena called the Custer Dome. 